5 Terrifying Real Haunted Houses in America Paranormal investigators and thrill-seekers say that there are several very real haunted houses spread out across the United States. The locations on this list are often dark dwellings where brutal murders, suicides, and human suffering took place, and as a result, the troubled souls that once lived there are now forever trapped within their walls. Here are five terrifying real haunted houses in America. Number five, Nova Farmhouse, Ohio. Regardless of what people say, most urban legends are rooted in truth and often are far from being just myths or made-up stories. However improbable they may appear to be, there are certainly some aspects that are rooted in reality. In 2014, just in time for the Halloween season, a photographer named Seth Lawless released a book called 13, An American Horror Story. In it, he chronicles creepy abandoned places and offers a look into some real-life haunted houses found across the nation. And in Ohio, a particularly abandoned estate tells a true-life terrifying tale. Called the Nova House or Nova Farmhouse, this abode in Youngstown, Ohio was the site of a horrific incident back in 1958. On that day, a man named Benjamin Albright is said to have accidentally shot and killed his young son. Realizing what he had done, the father was overcome with grief so bad that he couldn't bear to tell his wife. He had shattered his family's well-being, and so he then turned the gun on his wife and after that shot himself as well. The house, which locals wouldn't dare to touch after the crime, has now sat abandoned ever since. As years went by, natural disasters began taking its toll on the rather humble dwelling. In 2000, the house, which was already in a state of neglect, had fallen into further disrepair with the coming of a strong storm that swept the area. The roof was peeled off, windows shattered, and the interior damaged by water. It's said that the family still resides in that home, so thrill-seekers and teens in the area have entered the place for fun, but no one has ever stayed too long. They say an overwhelming feeling of heaviness hits those that enter. Strange sounds and sightings of apparitions have been seen by several people as well. And as if the home hadn't had enough issues, on December 22, 2015, it ignited into flames. Considering that there was no longer electricity, gas, or any other source of heat running into the house, authorities at the Ohio State Fire Marshal's office were led to believe that this was a case of arson. The house was fully engulfed by the time firefighters arrived on the scene around 2 in the morning. It took them more than 11 hours to fight and contain that blaze. Since there was no further information given about the incident, Many believe that this could be brought about by spontaneous combustion, or perhaps it was the spirits inside who must have had a hand in causing it. Once and for all, putting an end to the torture that occurred inside way back in 1958. Number 4. Bellwitch Farm, Tennessee Former U.S. President Andrew Jackson who once served during the American Revolutionary War, 
said that he would rather face the entire British army than to spend another night in this place. He was referring to the infamous Bellwitch Cave and Farm in Adams, Tennessee. The legend begins with pioneer John Bell, a farmer from North Carolina who, along with his wife and children, decided to leave their home in North Carolina for a settlement in northern Robertson County, Tennessee, in 1804. This new property consisted of 320 acres of rich farmland nestled along the tranquil Red River. For the first decade, the Bell family led peaceful and prosperous lives there. John even went on to become an important member of the local community. However, something strange happened in the late summer of 1817 that would forever change many people's lives. As the story goes, some members of the Bell household began seeing strange animals roaming around their property. Soon enough, these creatures started moving closer and closer to the house to the point that during the night, the Bells would hear grating sounds, as if rats were gnawing into the walls. Rattling noises like chains being dragged around were heard, and inside the house, the family was also bothered with all sorts of eerie noises, like someone being choked or heavy objects falling onto the floor. But there was no animal infestation, and this went on for an entire year, where the Bells kept the terrifying experiences to themselves out of fear of ridicule. But when things began to get out of hand, John finally confided in his neighbor, James Johnson, about the things happening at his farmhouse. Out of curiosity, James brought along his wife to spend the night in the Bell household, and sure enough, the chilling noises were once again heard. Johnson and Bell both decided to share their weird experience to the rest of the community, of which a committee was then formed to investigate the anomaly. It didn't take long for people from neighboring towns to hear and witness it for themselves, what was then called the Bell House Haunting. Something strange was going on, but no one could figure out what it was. In time, the unforeseen force began to have a voice, and several witnesses have sworn that they've heard a spirit saying, I am nothing more than old Kate Bat's witch. Bat's was a neighbor of the Bell family, and she was known in Robertson County for her eccentric ways. Varying accounts say that she had a quarrel with John over what was believed to be a botched land deal. Out of revenge, the woman allegedly cursed the family when she died, and from that point on, the spirit was given the name Kate, the Bell's Witch. Kate continued to torment the Bells, and among those who suffered the most were John and his youngest child, Betsy. In Betsy's case, the malicious entity would pull the little girl's hair and tie it in knots. As if not being satisfied by this, the witch went on to hit and slap the 11-year-old until she was bruised. John himself experienced physical abuse, which he described as feeling like his throat was being hit with a stick. These inflictions took a toll on the farmer, and he grew weaker over the years until he died in 1820, when he was just 30 years old. In the years to come, the Bell Witch continued to haunt the Bell farmhouse. Meanwhile, more and more people traveled from near and far to visit the cursed dwelling until authorities had to demolish it in the later part of the 1800s for safety purposes. 
As of today, the company, Historic Bell Witch Cave Incorporated, manages and preserves some of the artifacts salvaged from the original cabin, so anyone can visit there if they dare. Number 3. The House of Death, New York Located in the picturesque neighborhood of Greenwich Village in New York City stands a famous 19th century classic brownstone. This four-story townhouse seems to emanate that timeless and sophisticated charm that passers-by can't help but admire. But beyond its facade hides many tales of terror, madness, and death. Aptly named the House of Death, this property was once called home by several of America's most affluent and known personalities. However, many of the people that live there will attest to the unbearable kind of horrors residing within its walls. One of its former owners, novelist Mark Twain, whose real name is Samuel Clemens, wrote about his weird experiences living in the building between 1900 and 1901. One evening, he saw a piece of wood moving across the room, hovering in mid-air all by itself. A notable ghost skeptic, Twain took a gun and fired at it. He then saw the wood fall to the ground and claims that it was then surrounded by blood. But true to his convictions, Twain said that it was nothing but rodent blood. Interestingly, His presence is said to have remained long after he moved out from the house as well. Subsequent occupants have sworn to have seen his ghostly figure roaming around the property. At one point, he even spoke to a mother and daughter who found him looking out a window. He said, My name is Clemens, and I has a problem here I gotta settle. In 1937, the house was converted into a 10-unit apartment building Despite the new renovations, though, the hauntings didn't stop, and in fact, they only got worse. One of the residents, actress and psychic Jane Bartle, wrote in a memoir about the unnerving encounters she and her family had at the house of death. One day in 1957, Bartell saw a ghostly figure following her around the house. Mounting up the courage, she reached out to touch the spirit which she described as a substance without substance, chilly, damp, diaphanous as marsh mist or a cloud of ether. They also began to notice their pets getting aggressive for unknown reasons. Alarmed, they sought help from a paranormal expert to investigate the anomaly, where they found out that the place was riddled with many otherworldly entities, including the ghost of a young girl, the spirit of an aborted child, and even dead animals. The family left, but only for the hauntings to follow them. After the completion of her novel, which she wrote based on their terrifying experiences at 14 West 10th Street, Bartell died under mysterious circumstances to which there's not a lot of information on, and she supposedly committed suicide at the age of 51, right before her novel was released. A few years after that, the House of Death became the residence of a real-life monster. In 1987, famed lawyer Joel Steinberg was arrested for going into a fit of rage and beating his girlfriend, Hedda Nossbaum, a children's book author, and her daughter, Lisa. The mother was able to survive, but the six-year-old girl eventually succumbed to her injuries. 
The man was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and put behind bars, but he was released in 2004. As of today, the building is believed to be haunted by no fewer than 22 spirits whose souls couldn't find rest from the horrors they suffered inside that New York City building. Number 2. Hot Mansion, Michigan Long before it fell into its current dilapidated state, the Hot Mansion in Brush Park, Michigan, once had a distinct charm that attracted visitors from all over the country and beyond. Interestingly, these guests were predominantly males, men who belonged to the higher echelons of society. In 1941, this property was once used as a brothel, catering to the particular needs of upscale gentlemen. Of course, the services provided at a brothel are of a sexual nature, but this place was different. And it appears that the clientele's particular desires went beyond what would be considered the norm. After the place closed down, various items and devices were found that indicated there were acts of torture, whippings, beatings, brandings, and even full-on restraints. Beyond that, it got even worse when a number of dead bodies were discovered in its basement, and each torso and chest area of the victims were branded with circles. It's been suggested by some that this macabre tale about the hot mansion as a former brothel could be nothing but pure fabrication, as it happened to be just a mere residential building. It was once owned by Henry Glover, a highly respected Detroit businessman who passed away under unknown circumstances inside the house. Around 2013, the property was included on the city's demolition list. However, it appears that the demolition process was put on hold. More stories and confirmation about the creepy discoveries inside the mansion have yet to appear, but nevertheless, the urban legends surrounding this place are enough to fuel anyone's nightmares. Number 1. Phantom Killer House, Arkansas In the summer of 1946, the quiet town of Texarkana, Arkansas was in a panic when news of an unsolved string of murders broke out. At dusk, citizens locked themselves indoors while local police patrolled the streets, including even the most remote outskirts. The people armed themselves so heavily that gun stores ran out of weapons and ammo at a record rate. Authorities even had to call the Texas Rangers to help investigate and apprehend what was then being called simply the Phantom Killer. This unknown perpetrator was held responsible for the brutal murders of five people and serious injuries of three others. Coined by the media as the Texacarna Moonlight Murders, this series of unfortunate events occurred on the weekends between February 22nd and May 3rd of 1946. It began with a violent attack on 25-year-old Jimmy Hollis and his girlfriend, 19-year-old Mary Luray. The young couple were parked on Lover's Lane, which is on the Texas side of town, when a man wearing a white cloth mask, like that of a pillowcase with holes cut out for his eyes, shone a flashlight in the window and brandished a pistol. He told Jimmy, I don't want to kill you, fellow, so do what I say. Jimmy was then hit over the head with a gun which fractured his skull, 
The screams of the young woman alerted neighbors, which made the perpetrator flee, and both of them luckily survived. But four weeks later, the phantom killer committed his first double murder by killing Richard Griffin and Polly Ann Moore. Both of them were shot in the back of their heads. Richard's murder occurred in the car they were driving in, while Polly was killed somewhere else and then placed on a blanket neatly nearby. Less than a month after that, the serial killer murdered another young couple, 17-year-old Paul Martin and 15-year-old Betty Jo Booker. Both were shot in the face and torso, although Booker's body was found some two miles away from Paul's and she was neatly placed in a field with her hands inside her pockets. Police were now aggressively hunting for the phantom killer. Emboldened by this, though, the killer struck again just three weeks later. This time it happened on the Arkansas side of Texacana. The yet-to-be-identified suspect attacked Virgil Starks and his wife Katie. The later managed to survive, but her husband did not. There were a number of suspects thought to be responsible for the crimes, but due to the apparent lack of evidence, these leads were never pursued any further. No one was ever convicted for the murders, and to this day, the case remains a mystery. But many locals believe that the horrors committed by this unidentified person can be traced back to a certain decrepit house in town. Now known as the Phantom Killer House, this broken-down abode happens to sit right in front of the road where one of the murders was committed. It is yet to be verified if this now torn-down property was owned by the Slayer. However, many people say that it was in this house that the killer took some of his female victims before killing them and then leaving the bodies for authorities to find. One could only imagine the extent of terror that these unfortunate women would have had to suffer through if in fact that home belonged to the Phantom. But since the house is no longer standing, it seems as though we'll never really know. So there were five terrifying real haunted houses in America. It's said that home is where the heart is, a place where we can lay down our worries, take a rest, and find comfort. But sometimes, as these places have shown, a house can be filled with horrifying things happening inside them, just behind the closed door. If you enjoyed watching this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. We have new videos coming out every single week for you guys to check out. And check out our new podcast called Everytown, which is available wherever you listen to your podcasts and on this channel as well every Friday. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys soon.